Thomas. This is Taylor. This is Ryan. And we're back again with the Three Dudes One Blog Podcast. And this podcast is for the week of... Don't just shove it as April 27th. <laughs> April 27th, I right? I knew it was the last week of the month. I, I don't... I don't know, man. Not not well, well, like May starts this week. Yeah, I was confused. It's like, what what month is it? April, May? Is it May? December? But um, I wish. Who knows? But we're back. We're back again with a week of uh, of great news, um, glorious and, news. and stirring emotions. Yeah, there's so many things that none of <clears throat> us really care about that happened. So we're not going to talk <laughs> about any of that crap. So, so we're going to talk about the stuff we do care about. Which is <coughs> just not even related to but anything Skyrim mods or, or that you know. So Ryan, all right, I probably have the worst topic, so I'm going first. Boom! Oh, wow. get it out! All right, okay. so I was sitting there at work today. I was on my taking a little break, flipped okay. through my Twitter, okay, scrolled across, okay, like three tweets in a row okay. from like all the big gaming blogs, yeah, okay. And Shadow of Mordor is getting a Game of the Year edition. I saw that and like just flipped the shit out. Oh, this is your thing? Oh, kind of. Is. I'm going to take it somewhere else, but... No, that's it. That's so it. That's all you get. You only get one I saw time. that and I was just like, what the hell? This game literally like just came out. So I looked it up. It came out in the beginning of November. We're in the end of April. The game's been out a little over Six like months. five months. And we're getting a game of the year. That's coming out next week. Not well, in like a couple months. Uh-huh. Next week. Okay. Like before it's six month anniversary. Well, like, okay, did the game win game of the year? It didn't win game of the... I mean, I think it probably won a game of the year by somebody. Somewhere. <laughs> Polygon, like Polygon had it in its top ten. Oh, okay, it didn't well, yeah. win game of the year for Polygon. Well, like, I think didn't po- yeah didn't Polygon two? They think they did ten games of the year because they're yeah. like we're not going to pick one game. We're just going to do ten. I think Polygon had it like four of like ten or whatever. So I yeah. mean, it either way. I mean, it was a highly rated, well thought yeah. of game. But, yeah, like I think this is the quickest turnaround we've seen in a game of the year. I mean, I think it's genuinely accepted now, unfortunately, that, like, Game of the Years were going to come out, like, a year or so after launch, and especially with the launch of the new consoles, we saw a bunch of Game of the Years for, um, games, like, that were just for the old consoles being ported up to the new consoles, which made sense. I mean, at least then you're going for a new market. Uh Of, like, you played the game on your 360, you played the game for your PS3, now we're gonna, like, enhance the game and, like, give it better graphics, a la uh, Tomb Raider or uh, GTA, GTA, or what the other game for PS4, the exclusive game, Last of Us. Oh, yeah, Last of Us. So, like, those kind of games, like, those somewhat make sense, and those... I guess can be like forgiven or like I I at least see a reason of why it'd be worth the purchase. But like this game came out for all the consoles. Right. It came out for last gen, new gen, and PC. And now they're releasing 
a game of the year edition that is strictly just the game plus the DLC. It's not being enhanced. I mean, it's the same game with the DLC. Okay. So, it, it, but it's and like, it's not coming to last gen consoles. It's only coming to new gen PC. <clears throat> well, there's no word on last gen. At least that's what I read somewhere. So, it, but but what's the price? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Okay. So, like, if I didn't buy Shadow of Mordor, which I didn't, and I wanted to buy it now. I would be way stoked that there's a Game of the Year edition where I can get the DLC for cheaper than if I bought the game and then went out and bought the DLC after the fact. Well, I don't. Or think... are you saying this is a disservice to people who bought the game four months ago? I'm not even yeah. sure. If, was that is that what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, I think that's more the point that I'm getting at is that like you're just giving a big middle finger to the people that like bought the game up front, and so. I mean, like, all the comments and, like, the the threads were, like, either, oh, sweet, I didn't buy this game, now I might buy it, like uh-huh. you said, which is me, like, it is me, I didn't buy the game, like, I am considering actually buying it, but then at the same time, like, I see all the comments of the people, like, I just bought this game four months ago, now you're giving, and, like, buying the DLC and I bought the DLC. Now you're giving the game away for $10 cheaper plus all the DLC. Not even six months later. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Taylor? You did buy it. I'm conflicted. Because I agree with both of you to a degree. I think it's true that it's nice that the Game of the Year edition is coming out because it's all... Like, for instance, the Borderlands. That was always a really nice thing to wait for if you didn't want to buy it immediately. Because they come out with a lot of DLC for all those games. Mm-hmm. And the game of the year would come out and you'd have like six DLC packs that come with it. Yeah. So that was always nice. But at the same time, like Ryan is saying, those don't come out six months after release. Like oftentimes the DLC is not even done. I think what's annoying me and most people is the fact that we paid 60 bucks for the game. And mm-hmm. then I think it was either 25 or maybe even 30 bucks for the season pass. Which was really a bunch of challenge maps, maybe some skins or something. And then actually only two bits of new storyline. Uh-huh. And those storylines were maybe four to six hours, if that, you know. So at the end of the day, we paid closer to $100 for all that content. And now six months later, it's now $50 for all that content. I think the thing that's making me so com- conflicted about this is that on the one hand, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's six months and I have my time to play it and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's all these companies that we've been talking about it for, a lot of, for a while now that are like trying to say... Well, this game is worth more. Like, we can't really sell this to 60 bucks. That's why we're, we have DLC and that's why we have these season passes. Mm-hmm. If that's true, why did you only wait six months to knock it down by 50%? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think the Borderlands thing you brought up is a good point because of the re-release that they just launched, let out. The Handsome Jack collection. Um, that... Uh, who was it made Borderlands? I'm completely... Gearbox. Gearbox. Yeah. Gearbox. Of, that's... Like, I think it's $60 for that, but it's Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel together, plus all the DLCs for both games for $60. bucks. Mm-hmm. like that is freaking worth it. Game. Like, they're... I understand... Like, I am... I'm usually the guy that's okay with companies making money when they can make money. Like, uh-huh. I understand... Sometimes it's worth the, it. You need to pay The economy of making games... And, like, buying a game for $60 a lot of times is a freaking steal. 
Like, as much as people don't, like, don't think it is, it is. So, but, like, I just think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the timing with this Mm -hmm. and, like, how quick of a turnaround it seems. I I guess I should have looked up. It would have been interesting to look up, and I guess I could do it still, is when was the last DLC launched? Do you know? Uh, Like, when the last DLC hit for this game? Maybe two months ago. Okay, I was going to say, if it was only like a month ago and then they're releasing this, then I would just freaking rage. If I was somebody who bought the game and bought the DLC, and like a month after they released the second DLC, they're like, oh, here's this Game of the Year edition. Yeah, BT dubs. Uh, I mean, eh. I think it's just the timing of it. If it had been a little longer than six months, or if there was more to the Game of the Year edition than two DLC packs in a game... You know, I mean, fun. but at the same time, they're you know they're celebrating the fact that someone voted them Game of the Year and they're able to put it out there. So I don't know. I That's think, why I'm saying I'm conflicted well, about it. Do we know how well the game sold? I think it sold pretty well. Did it sell well? I remember winning a lot of awards. Well, plenty of games win awards and don't make very much sales. My thing is like, if I look at this like. Shadow of Mordor sold 850,000 units in the first week. That's okay. Um, I don't know. Like, if I had bought a game and six months later it was cheaper, I mean, I don't see, like, the issue necessarily. I don't, I don't think the issue is necessarily in it being cheaper. I think the issue is well, necessarily in what it what it is. I just think there's a right way and a wrong way, and I think unfortunately, like what would I be mean, it's the a right hard, way? Like what well, Project Red's doing with Witcher Three, like they're going out of their way to make it absolutely worth like buying your game. Like I actually looked at it today. I was like, oh yeah, that game comes out soon. I wonder if it has any pre order bonuses. It doesn't. Like. See, Project Red is like just like giving you that fu to like the gaming industry, and is like we are going to do it the quote unquote right way that everybody like wants companies to do it by. Of like, they're going to release big ex- like they they originally said we're not going to release. They said we're not going to release any DLC unless it's a hundred percent worth it for the gamer. Right, and they were said like we're going to release a bunch of free DLC. Of, like, small things, like skins and things like that, that it sounds like was... You had to buy things of those, like, in Mordor. And then we're going to release two major uh, DLC packs that will, like, combined be over 30 hours of gameplay. Right. So, like... I think that's the ideal... Like, that's the the ideal world that we rarely see anymore... Well, I mean, but. well, here's what confuses. Here's the real thing that confuses me about it. I'm not actually even 100 percent certain that all the DLC is done. To be to be completely honest, because I was under the the real reason that I got the season pass is because Hannah loves to play that game, and uh-huh. I figured, you know, why not? It's only you know 25 bucks or something like that to give her a much more more gameplay kind of a thing because she likes Lord of the Rings games. So right. when I got it, I was under the impression that something was coming out. Actually, no. It might have been last month that the DLC came out because I remember someone or reading something about a DLC that was supposed to come out just about last month. Maybe a month and a half ago with that. 
Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember if the season pass specified the, like which DLCs were coming or if it was just a season pass for all DLC forthcoming. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I'm not even 100% positive that it's done is my point. And there's going to be a game of the year edition with all the DLC. So either that means we're done, we're not making any more, or can you imagine what would happen if like, there's DLC for a game of the year edition like two months from now? Well, I don't... I don't know. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that. I I mean, like, if I buy a game, like, I'm, like, if you buy it, you've decided that it's worth that value to you. You know the game is going to get cheaper over time. Yeah. Like, nobody buys a game thinking, in in four months, this game will still be $60 everywhere. Mm. Like, you buy it, with you know that if you wait a month, you can get it for half the price used. Yeah. So like I think if you're playing you're paying full price for a game like you need to, like you should understand what you're doing like you're buying the game full price if you want a cheap if you want it cheaper then like just wait you know like that's just how I'm looking at it because like I mean that's fine like if I bought a game and then like if I bought Shadows of Mordor and then it was fifty dollars it was cheaper it's like half the price four months later like I've already like I played the game I decided that I wanted it. And I paid it, and I played it, like, yeah, sure, that might be like, oh, that sucks, I should have just waited. But, uh-huh. like, you've made the decision to buy it, with the knowledge that it's going to be cheaper, whether it's a DLC-packed Game of the Year edition, or it's just being able to get it yeah. used for cheaper. Yeah. Like, the value doesn't stay the same. The value diminishes, like, super quickly. Like, a month after games release, you can go to... GameStop and get them for thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Re- GameStop. Though. I don't regret getting the game at launch. I don't regret getting the season pass or anything. I think I'm just you know fighting for the fact that it is still kind of quick for any game. Doesn't matter which if it was Shadows of Mordor or if it was Call of Duty six months later. Which I don't, I don't think that's ever had a game of the year edition. I think, but well, but, when they release Call of Duty so frequently, you would be able to do a game of the year. Yeah, it's kind of it throw everybody off. They're like, which one do I buy? Do I buy the old one or the new one? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I got my time out of it. It was a fun game. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think that like ties back to before we started recording, we were talking about like the value of a video game and like should they cost more and like sixty bucks is a steal. Like, I I I haven't played many games that I've been like I don't feel like it was worth the money that I paid for this game. Uh-huh. You know. Probably. Well, I, I mean, recently at least, and I usually, I like don't buy a lot of games. Like, I usually buy three or four games a year, if it's a new game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, the four months is fast, but I don't think, I don't think that it's, that anybody has been wronged, it's you know? That, it's that unwarranted. Yeah, I don't like, know. Gamers are going to get mad no matter what. Yeah. You could release a game of the year two, three years down the road, and they're going to complain that it took too long. Gamers going to get mad at anything. And the sad thing is, AKA I might Steam. actually end up buying it still, but we'll see. <laughs> you should. You should get it for PS4. He's going to be really angry. Have... He's going to be really angry at the cash register when he's like checking out. He's going to like slam it down on the. On the, on the I don't like, think I'm going to buy many uh, physical copies anymore. I, I haven't bought a physical copy in a while either. I'm buying. I think I'm thinking about going all digital. Here all digi. Soon. I've run, I've run out of space on my shelf. That's my problem. 
I don't have I don't have anywhere else to like properly put them, so I just I'm like I don't need the I don't need the case. <laughs> you know, like just put it on my hard drive. I don't care. Yeah, I buy so few games. Like most of the games that I want, like I want a case for. Mm-hmm. Like I bought the collector's edition of Bloodborne just to have a case. I thought about trying to buy the Wicker, Witcher Three collector's edition, but it's a hundred and fifty bucks. What do you I get? thought you what said you they didn't have a special edition. What do you get there? Or, or is it just it's, like with a figure? It's like figurine, like a giant statue of like him like killing a griffin. Who doesn't uh-huh. And then like a giant like storybook and like a map of the whole world and like some other stuff and like a uh-huh. metal case and art pictures and different things. Like, I think you should do it. It's kind of worth it. Dude. You're a Witcher 3 fanboy, Dude. like, diehard, and the game hasn't even come out yet. And yeah. you didn't play the first two. Do it. <laughs> if I still, like, had okay. my 360 plugged in, I could have uh, downloaded Witcher 2 for free. It was a Games of Gold deal, like, last week. I got a PS3 right here. You can get Witcher 3 on that. I could two. go buy Witcher 2, like... Just play it on your laptop. When's the last time you turned that thing on? You want to play Hearthstone? Yeah, you know, this is this is unrelated, but somewhat related... No, it's not really. I took my laptop to Hawaii and used it all the time. Oh, I thought you were playing Hearthstone on your phone. Uh, I did that too. Oh, okay. I take I take my I take my injection. Back. That was at the pool. Phone was at the pool. I was going to talk about what I read about. Uh, you didn't take your Ferrari laptop to the pool. I didn't take my laptop to the pool. No, <laughs> just my iPhone. <laughs> Funny. Okay, Taylor, what's your thing? Okay, not what I was about to talk about because that's stupid. We're not going to talk about. What I am going to talk about is a series of little topics, but it's all about the same thing. It's all about ESPN2, just the other day, and apparently ESPN3 for a while now, have been showing... Um, There's a dog at the door. There's a dog at the door. What do we do? I think we should probably just let her in. No. I think, I think, I think somebody's in. coming to get the dog. We'll just have to cut this out. <laughs> you can edit it. Uh, Keep talking, Taylor. Anyway, so ESPN3 was also apparently showing up. But, but um, they were showing Heroes of the Storm tournament, tournament called Heroes of the Dorm. Right. It's for college kids to play Heroes of the Storm. And apparently, uh, numerous prizes were offered for this. Top prize being the, the t- winning team that their college career paid for. That's dope. Or if they're a senior, $25,000 towards their student loans. That's dope. Also dope, yeah. So I was pretty stoked about it, and Ryan found it on ESPN2, and I got to watch like the last few games of it or something about it. Which I thought was, you know, it's just really cool that they did that because it's, you know, they did Dota two a while ago. That esports mm-hmm. are kind of starting to break the break the fourth wall a little bit and get into TV. Well, I guess maybe the, the maybe the fifth wall into the fourth wall. I don't know. Uh, point okay. is, po- well, because you're like, you know, there's okay, keep keep whatever. going. So the point is that there are there's been a lot of talk, <coughs> excuse me, about it on both sides of the spectrum. On one hand, I see a lot of articles saying yet again esports has made it to the tv you know pretty soon it's going to be ipso facto they're everywhere kind of a thing but but then we also had um people that for instance ryan likes to listen to uh (laughs) espn sport analyst i guess this is title probably uh who has a radio show also a tv show Basically went off on a rant and or, I would almost call it a rampage against Heroes of the Storm and it being broadcast. Because, well, okay, I can't remember, I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna mess the quote up. So what exactly did he say, Ryan? Like, what was the, what was the bait uh, thing? You're gonna make me pull it up. Oh, wait, no, no, well, okay, I, mean, I can summarize it. It was yeah, something along the lines of, it. like, if you want to get me off the air, make me report on a video game. He's like, yeah. I will quit the network. 
go and live in a fishing village oh, yeah. and sell bait. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and so, and he says a number of other things that I just found were entirely stupid and uncalled for. But it's not even the fact that I'm not. I'm honestly not mad about him for the fact that you know he said those things. I'm not even mad about him for the fact that he doesn't want to do those things. Uh-huh. I'm mad about the fact that he took it on himself to act like he would be one of the people asked to report on this. It's ESPN. They're not going to say, hey, you do football. Go out to San Francisco and go to League of Legends tournament and report on a live. They're going to take someone like Day9, who was one of the casters for Heroes of the Storm, who also does StarCraft and also does League. He has a website dedicated to people improving their game and all that kind of stuff. They, br- they brought him in. They brought players in. They brought people who do other games in. They're not going to take ESPN sport analysts and say, give us the lowdown on this play. You know, give us the play-by-play. He didn't even know what the right name of the game was for the first half of the time he's talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, how do you have that big of an ego? It's not the fact that he was saying all those things. It was, it was the fact that he didn't even know. So I was curious, for instance, if you guys thought that... There's gonna like there obviously is blowback against esports e- making it to TV. You know, there's people who watch ESPN and expect sports, and then that was on there. People were weirded out by that. But there's also the analysts who don't really want to report on it. Mm-hmm. So, is it necessarily going to be? Do you think that's actually going to be a barrier for esports, or do you think that's going to be just another thing for it to blow through, like it's done to everything else? I I was totally surprised the direction you took on that. Um, kudos. Didn't really. Um, I don't think it's not a barrier because it's a non-issue. Like esports is yeah. already thriving without well, right. ESPN. Like whether or not, like yes, ESPN is like going to start playing esports because that's what people want to watch. Yeah, not everybody, but a growing number of people but want not to watch. Everybody watches mm-hmm. football either. So. Right. Like I don't watch ESPN. Sports, sports. I mean, it's like <laughs> like ESPN will start to cover it, but even if they didn't. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. E- esports are fine without, like, traditional television. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so to, to answer your two questions, I don't think... I do really like what you brought up, uh, the fact that ESPN would, like, bring in experts of, like... They bring in experts all of the, the field. They bring in professional players from all the different sports to be analysts because they've played the game and get perspective yeah. of whatever they want to recover. Even if, if they want a, if they want a hockey player, they go get a hockey person. If they want a baseball person, they go get a baseball person. Um, so yeah, like for sure, like Colin Cowherd isn't never going to be asked to cover an esports tournament. Yeah. And also I don't think ESPN is going to or anybody's going to like push back against esports. Like the people that go on and will tweet and complain about esports being on yeah. ESPN are the people that are never going to actually leave ESPN. Those people are already hooked, and ESPN knows they're hooked, and they know that they don't. Nece- they need to listen to them, but they don't necessarily have to listen to all their demands. Like if somebody says, "Like I'm never going to come watch this your your ESPN if you." Don't show this if you show this League of Legends tournament again. Like those are the people that are going to still come back the next morning and watch Sports Center, uh-huh. like because they know there's something e- else is on that they will watch. ESPN is doing this to get people that are not ESPN right. customers. They are trying to broaden their base. Everybody is trying to broaden their base. 
ESPN already has so many people hooked to ESPN. Yeah. Like, there are people try to make new sports networks every day, and they will never... Can they will you will never be able to recreate what ESPN has created for itself, like Fox Sports oh, really? Network. Never, like, ever? No, I don't think so. Unless ESPN Oof. just like does something majorly, majorly to screw or up, or for whatever reason they but just like, die or something. But like soccer, not literally the network, the ES- company just dies. Just every single person. ESPN <laughs> did not do a lot of cover of soccer. No, I'm a pretty good big soccer fan. And I always wanted ESPN to co- do more soccer coverage. Mm-hmm. Over the past couple World Cups, especially, and the youth movement of... There's a large youth movement of soccer. Like, 20... Like, our age, millennials, 20-year-olds, are, like, really into the U.S. national team. So, uh-huh. like, ESPN bought the rights to the World Cup. And they even have, like, a specific, like half-hour show called ESPN FC dedicated strictly just to soccer. Like, ten years ago, I would have, like, died if they had done something like that. And now they have a daily ESPN soccer show. Uh-huh. Like, I it's mean... coming. Things change. Like, esports are going to be on ESPN regularly in ten years. I mean, ESPN is the main... TV sponsor of the X Games. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty and uh, Counter Strike are now part of the X Games. Yeah. Oh, wait, so, really? Yeah. I didn't know that actually. Call of Duty is in the Summer X Games and uh, Counter Strike is in the Winter X Games. Man, I want to play Counter Strike. Don't ask that's, me how they decided that. I was going to say, that's really weird. But, like, <laughs> they had last summer, they did the first ever Call of Duty esports mlg like event oh, at, wait. No, I think and I, then I at this past winter x games they had a counter-strike so like me. those were the first times but they are doing yeah. call of duty at the summer x games again this year so like like espn is the main television and so i i bet the finals of the call of duty tournament will be on espn this summer so, yeah i mean yeah I mean, they're, it's not going away, and uh, I mean, I think all of us here don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think I'm the biggest sports fan here. So, like, when I stumbled, sports. like, I was going to ESPN to watch some sports, so then when I stumbled across here the storm, like, I was totally stoked. Yeah, I remember so, the, you, like, went in the chat, you're like, guys, it's on ESPN now. And I was like, I don't have ESPN. So, like... I mean, I was flipping out, and I ended up staying up till like twelve thirty, like I one did, o'clock, yeah, watching I watched the whole Years thing. of the Storm. So. I had to know who won the college tuition. Are you kidding? It's That's totally crazy. dope. So, but so like, besides, I mean, so besides all that stuff, what I mean, I've read a couple articles about it, but I found one like right before we were going to start talking, and it's the one that actually kind of made me think about. It's not only the fact that we, so we've got you know the whole ESPN might fight it, but it's going to happen. Like I mean, like you just said, change will happen. Especially if it's changed, that means ESPN might get more viewers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot like so. The article that I'm reading has a bunch of it had a bunch of tweets about people like what the heck this is ESPN two, not you know some other network. Or then there were also a bunch of people saying why is this bad, and even people saying I have no idea what's going on on the screen right now, but I cannot stop watching. Uh-huh. Like I think part of the good side of esports coming to ESPN is not only, you know, having another way to watch these things and be a part of it, but also exposure for those games to those audiences. Like, it's very big, especially for a game for Heroes of the Storm, which technically isn't even a public game yet until, what is it, June something, I think it finally has a release date. Okay. But 
you know, for them to have something on ESPN2 and for all these people to be seeing this game, now they know the name and they might say, oh, maybe I'm going to go play it. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the community becomes bigger because of mm-hmm. the exposure yeah. that it's gotten. Right. And yeah. I think that's a great thing to happen, but I just hope that people like, what, what's his name? Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd don't ruin that for people just because they don't want to talk about it. Especially, right. Well, they, know, he, like you said, like ESPN's not going to ask him to cover it. I know, but... And he can't tell ESPN but not I would, to cover But like it. we've always said, the early stages of these things are oftentimes the most important, especially when it comes to going through TV. You know, like, if you don't make a good impression, people aren't going to keep watching it. This is different because it's ESPN and because it's just kind of another part of their daily programming. It's hard to know if it's going to be there or not. But if people aren't going to watch it because they didn't see it last night, but they heard him or other people saying, what was this? What are you talking about? There's no excitement over it. So how are they going to pull people in? I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just, I hope that people will watch it and mm. just judge it on its own merit and not on people who don't really have the I think, expertise to talk I think there's three, there's three different groups of people that are like in the, the esports camp. There's the people that are already esports fans and will watch it wherever they need to watch it. If it's online, if it's on TV, they're going to watch it wherever they can get it. Yeah. There's the people that are never going to watch esports, like Colin Cowherd, and a lot of the people that listen to Colin Cowherd. Like, <laughs> he's a daytime. A lot of people call him that. Cowherd. There's a lot of people that, like, the people that listen to him for three hours a day are religious, like, sports fanatics. Like myself, like myself, yes. <laughs> but like, so th- that's like the, those are the one end of the spectrum, the other end of the spectrum. Then there's the middle people, are the people like you saw that were watching, e- like went to ESPN to watch some kind of entertaining mm-hmm. sports network, whatever. Saw this and was like, this is kind of cool. Flashing like, lights can't look. And away. that's where the, it, this is good for esports and like esports can grow from the gaming community. But, like, there's a limited group. Like, that is a small group of people. There's, like... I mean, dedicated, not a small group. Dedicated group. There's a dedicated group. But, I like, that group the people small. that, like, stumbled across it and find it, and, like, those are the people that don't know to, like, go to Twitch. Don't you know to don't, go to right. MLG. They don't even know it exists. No, don't know right. to, like, watch streamers, watch YouTubers. Like, and, like, that'll grow esports... And, like, esports going to ESPN will help ESPN. So, like, there's a benefit for right. both sides Everybody of this relationship. Wins. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm just saying. And, like, yeah. the people, like, that are the extremists that are never going to hate video games, never going to watch esports, yeah. like, will quit ESPN if, like... It's so bait. It, it is bait. And, like, that's the whole point of his show. I mean, he's not always like this, but he is paid to entertain and like he's paid to get it's reactions. I mean, yeah, if I take and it out so of like, context, that's a really funny a quote. taking a bold statement against something is always going to get a reaction. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't think any of us actually take his like statement as like he will actually retire and move to a fishing village. Oh no. Like He'll, that's not going to happen. I'm sure and five it, years from now, if ESPN comes to him tomorrow and says like, well, we're going to give you a million dollars and you're going to have to go to a League of Legends tournament. Like, he'll probably suck it up and do it. Like, <laughs> his gig at ESPN is too good. Like, I wouldn't, like, if I hated video games, if my company said, like, you're going to do it and I had that gig, like, I would say, okay, tell me where to go. That's, like, what I can watch that's a sweet up. gig, but, yeah. I mean, he can do what he wants, but it's not, he's not going to change anything. So. Yeah. But yeah, that was my topic. I wanted to talk about that. I thought it was important. Cool. We should play Heroes of the Storm. We should, like, 
yeah. get it get it downloaded. I have, and I'm, I'm I, I might download. It I played it last weekend. Oh, I've never I played it last weekend. I saw him when I was playing Hearthstone. Oh, I got a couple friends I play with. Oh, well, me and Ryan will play, and we'll learn. Yeah, sure. It's easy. Dude. Well, I'm it sure is. it's pretty easy. It looks a lot simpler than. Uh, well, because the league, it's take league, take items away, take your own experience. Like there is no individual snowballing mm. in this game. Experience is shared across teams, and there are objectives on the map in order to help you win. Sometime. Yeah. Like, That's what I thought I liked more. I mean, there are team fights, but, like, it's much more objectively based. So, like, oh yeah. while you have to work together as a team and you do have to fight the other team, like, it is not strictly, like, just dancing around, yeah, like, skirting no... engagements. Like, there's way more other things to do in the game than just strictly, like camp your like go to your lane don't try and try not to get killed yeah mm. i mean like like you were watching in the championship like there are way more things going on than just a laning phase mm-hmm. so but yeah we can we can, we can do that yeah. later so what's yeah. your yeah what's your uh what's your topic there, my James? topic isn't even video game related Ooh, what is it my topic i think i know what it is is the surprise announcement of, I know what it is. of a new series nope I don't know. Yeah, anime. I got nothing. Oh. It's gonna come out in like two oh. months. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Or now. three months. And I'm gonna be the nerd here after you talk about this. For one you're gonna be the nerd. I'll go. Oh, let me let me rephrase. Dragon that. Ball Z Chow. Wait, is that what's called? Or Cho? I thought it was Dragon Ball Z Super. Well, yeah. So it's yeah, Dragon Ball Z Chow or Cho. Um, it translates to Dragon Ball. Or, well, not Dragon Ball Z Chow. Dragon Ball Chow, which translates to Dragon Ball Super. Which marks series creator Akira Toriyama's return to the show. He did not do Dragon Ball GT. GT which nobody watched because it sucked. Correct. GT, not canon. I actually don't know if they're going to consider it canon or not for Super. I've heard that they are not. Um, well, I saw that the only thing that I really read about it was that this is going to take place after, like, the Boo fights. So uh-huh. is GT, like, after, like, yes. supposed to be that? I, so didn't, this is, I don't know anything about GT, so... Okay. I, so it knowledge, sounds like this is going to be, like, two different is, worlds of, like, there's the G, post-Boo GT and there'll be the post-Boo super. super. Yeah, I mean, I'm just super excited that... Akira Toriyama's coming back. Can you imagine if they put Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on Netflix? Um, that would be cool. I would... Oh my gosh! I would love a, like, HD remaster of Dragon Ball. I cannot go a week without watching an episode of Dragon Ball. That show is so great. So good. And, uh, did you guys watch the Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods movie? I did not. Nope. Was it worth it? Oh, it was so great. I saw, I saw the voice actors in, like, real life. Oh, that's... You should, you should you watch that. No, no, no. Like, oh, there's oh. a YouTube video of, like, one, like oh, the them, last like, fight or whatever it. of him doing Goku's voice. And I cannot believe he, A, did not, like, explode his neck in uh-huh. some of this strain that he puts on his voice. Are these the English actors or the Japanese actors? English. Okay, but like the guy, I, I believe some of the comments on it were like that he's passed out before, like while yelling and screaming for uh-huh. some of the fights and stuff, like because they last so long. Like right. I was just like, that is intense. Yeah, like but no, Battle of the Gods was great because I'm it up right now. 
Like, originally, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were not, like, super serious oh, yeah, shows. Oh, so, like, yeah, Like, everything was, like, tongue-in-cheek and, like, Yeah, half jokes. of the Dragon Ball episodes were all just jokes about how Goku has no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, half the beginning episodes, where I remember, where it's, like, uh, little Goku, like, in that one, like, the girl that was, like, kind Bulma. of, like, raising him, like, yeah. and her, like, boobs, like, just flopping around. Oh... <laughs> uh... Yeah, like Goku. We all had no idea. Oh man, I'm just I'm super excited because like Battle of the Gods like brings back that humor and like just lightheartedness to the whole thing. Like they'll be in the middle of a fight, like in Battle of the Gods, like this god comes to Earth. There are two gods come to Earth and they're like fighting and whatever, but they're also eating sushi. So like they're fighting and like Goku's fighting Beerus and they're like powering and like shooting lasers that will blow the world up. And then, uh, like, his assistant, Whis, is, like, coming and was like, Beerus, you have to try this tempura. It's amazing. And he's like, Whis, in a minute. <laughs> it's just, like, so, so funny. Um, but that's my thing, is Dragon Ball Super is going to come out. And, like, it, they have to have started on this, well, obviously, like, super long ago, because the series starts in June, June or July. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's, I'm so excited that they didn't just say, like, oh, we're going to do a new show in, like, See three years. Yeah. Yeah, like, they probably started this at the same time as they started doing the Dragon Ball Kai uh, remaster for Dragon Ball Z. And so, like, they probably, like, did that to, like, get the animators back in the motions because they, like, retraced some scenes and, like, did a couple new scenes. And then probably after Kai was finished, they started work on the two new movies that are out and then also the new anime which is just like my, uh, my dumb moment was going to be what's his name the creator Akira Toriyama the second you said his name because you were you were talking about how pumped you were and I'm like I have no idea who that is <laughs> I'm like I feel like I should and now that I know who he is I'm like how did I not know who that was but at the same time I'm like I have no idea oh <laughs> uh, yeah well he's just yeah he, he's cool so, but I didn't know he left for GT so that, I mean that really explains everything yeah he wasn't around that he was probably just like, let's take a break. Because, like, Dragon Ball came out in the early 80s, like, 83. Yeah. And they didn't do Dragon Ball Z until, like, the 90s. Like, he had a 10-year span of, like, not doing anything Dragon Ball related. And then it was just like, hey, let's do another series. Let's do that. I mean, it probably didn't actually happen like that. But it wasn't... But still. It was like, you get some time to, like, re yeah. regenerate and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I remember waking up... Good choice of words. Uh, ...before school, and this was my pre-massive sports phase, but, like, I would watch Dragon Ball Z in the morning on Cartoon Network before I went to school. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So, like, if they... I mean, we should see if they have, like, the episodes online somewhere and just try to, like, watch them. I, oh, can, I can help you find them. We should do... We should, okay, you know how we're doing these movie things? We should do Dragon Ball. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. That was, that was my thing. Um, do we still have time? Time or, for what? I don't know. Figured we could talk about some of that Microsoft stuff, but we just wanted to talk about it. Uh, want to I need to go over it more. I'm too pumped. All right. yeah. I, I want to look at it. Dragon Ball videos now. All I can't right. handle it. <laughs> I can't wait to show you. HoloLens is fucking crazy. Uh, there's no way I'm, that's... I'm we're really, all getting pumped. I'm really real. excited to see well, yeah, the reactions over like tomorrow and Friday because they said they're going to oh, let yeah. like, people the take, people there... there. To, like, yeah. actually, yes, like, try it and use it. To sort of see, like, the guys from The Verge and, like, the uh, other people that are there. 
to see the reactions that come out because all we've seen so far is Microsoft employees. And like while you said everything looks good, it almost looks too good to be true. But like I mean, we'll see tomorrow for I mean, even though mm we'll still be in control test environments, we'll get to see honest opinions. I'm gonna give my two cents on this. I'm gonna give my two cents on this because I've dealt I I've used some of these technologies that they're using in terms of I've like developed for them. So Two things. One, it is a little too good to be true, probably. Everything that they're showing is very much so in a safe environment. They know what the stage is going to look like. They know how they can handle it. The only thing that can really go wrong is that the program might bug out, or maybe the device is going to bug out. You know, hardware concerns. But in reality, most of the things they're showing are, are entirely possible. Beyond possible. If you look at some of the projects that are out there. Two examples are Google has a project, I forget the name of it, Um, But its essential idea and purpose is that there's a smartphone-like device that has a very powerful camera in it. And Uh it's so good at 3D depth sensing that as you walk around the room in about 15 seconds, you have a 3D model. 3D render. You're done. Mm -hmm. It knows to avoid things. It knows what you're looking at. It can do, you know, we already see the object recognition technology is getting really good with how captures have become addresses instead of just random numbers that's real like that's because they're trying to figure out what address is mm-hmm. there's also on the other end there's there's a couple other besides google glass technologies that do things much more powerful all of those are like glasses you put on your face that have a pocket pocket computer associated with them you have a tethered little like i7 processor with a battery that sits in your pocket and then it does other things like one one pair of glasses that i looked at for a while i think they're called the meta space glasses it did like hand recognition so you could bring up a little desktop on your hand kind of thing did laser type if you were typing on your on a surface anywhere kind mm-hmm. of thing very powerful stuff very much so exactly what hololens is showing but what HoloLens is really powerful at is augmented reality. So if you pair, for instance, that 3D depth sensing technology that's already out and already available mm-hmm. and say, okay, now we know where the flat surfaces are around us, we can render anything we want on those surfaces. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you have things like apps being on the wall, weather being on a coffee table, you have things being selectable. Like It is entirely possible if they have the powerful enough technology. And when you look at the new MacBook that just came out, for instance, someone told me this today... The logic board for that thing is, you know, six inches long and maybe four inches wide. Yeah. You can fit that in the glasses, for instance. Mm-hmm. And if that has a good enough battery, you're wearing a MacBook on your face, right. essentially. You yeah. know, apples and oranges, it's not a MacBook, it's a PC. But my point is well, that the power is there, the technology exists, and I would not be surprised if people walk away from it this week saying, not only does it work, it works well. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, yeah. like you said, very controlled environments. Very much so, they've probably developed these apps specifically for that environment. But the point is that yeah. it's entirely possible. Right, yeah. And I mean, it. it's... Yeah, it all looks amazing. And, like, yeah, the technology's out there. Um, I just still can't believe that... Oh, yeah, That still. Microsoft is, like, actually going to make it And not only that, thing. but it's Microsoft. That right. Microsoft is making it. <laughs> but, like, people have used it. There, It wasn't, like, The Verge yeah. that got it. But I did read, like, there were a couple I, journalists that did get to see it. Now that you say that, I do remember, like, I specifically read an article about, like, a girl went and, like, they did a test where she had to install a light switch on the wall right. or something. Oh, yeah, and it guided yeah. her through the and whole it guided experience. her, like, she yeah. talked to a virtual Virtual electrician. Or, or, like, yeah. That was pointing, like... Like, it lit the the wires up, and it was like, connect this wire to this node, and, like, mm-hmm. install this, like, screw it in, and then, like, flip the switch, and it turned the light on the room on, or whatever. Yeah. So, like, people have gotten a hold of it, but this is, 
I mean, some of the things... This is a whole lot the, more Some people, of the things today looked a lot more advanced oh, than yeah. what that Way sounded like. So, I think we'll just get to see bigger things. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, like, people getting their hands on it because, like, people have gotten their hands on it. Right, right. But, more advanced yeah. things. But, like, one thing I did think about... It doesn't really bother me. This is a very small detail. But, like, they focused on, like, he could pin Skype onto the wall so he could talk to people. But there's no camera looking at his face. Right? True. Yes. Uh, I mean, so, like, well, I mean, it'd be too close to get, like, a good picture. Yeah. So. so, like, th- this is just, like, a small detail. Like, I was just thinking about, like, if I had a HoloLens and Katie, well, like, this summer was in California and, like, we wanted to Skype each other. If she's sitting in front of her computer, right. like... I'll be able to see her and her reactions, but will she, like, just see, like, just, like, a picture of me and, like, we'll just be talking? I actually have. Or, like, I mean, there has to be some kind of external camera for uses like that. I mean, not for all uses. I have two theories, actually. And it's, they're both not good theories. One theory that I have is that there's something Microsoft isn't telling us about HoloLens. Because all all of the demos that they've shown have those cameras following them around so that we can see what they see kind of a thing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, any of those cameras could also be assisting on HoloLens's positioning. Like, it could be an outward-facing camera that has to be looking at you in order I for mean, the device to work. That would be extremely deceptive from, like, everything they've said oh, it very about much it. so would. And So my theories have mostly been blown out of the water once I watched most of the keynote that I've seen so far because there's one slide they show that's like, no computer, no external stuff. It's uh-huh. all like, no, 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 no. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, but there are so many shots of, like, marketing materials on, on like, their web pages and stuff of it that include things like a desktop showing the app that they're running on HoloLens or them looking with, the, you know, cameras facing them and stuff. And I'm like, it's just almost so subliminal that I'm just waiting for the announcement of when you buy HoloLens, you also, it also comes with this small kit uh-huh. that you set up in the room you want to use and then it really is hands-free kind of thing. No, I don't. I think I don't it's think totally it either, not that. Well, I, I don't know if you've seen the. Did you see the Hololens demo? No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it moving. One of the things they like show off, or they they like talk about in it very briefly, is that it does use one of those um, really. It has a depth sensing camera yeah. that like maps the room. So like as you walk around a room, it's just, it's mapping all of your surfaces. They, they showed like a quick breakdown where they kind of pulled the pieces away from it, and uh-huh. like on this top end, there's like two 3D cameras on, like, the right side of your forehead, the left side of your forehead, and then one more, like, facing forward. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, three different 3D, like, can, like sensor cameras, like, mapping Five probably, right. like, 180 degrees. Like, they were the front facing 180 degrees. Right, right. And, but it, it also, like, remembers the room and, yeah, yeah. it's all... It's yeah. all. Yeah. But, like, so, I mean, I like you said, there's right. specifically a slide where it says, like, he goes down... The goofy guy that I love. That's like yeah. he specifically's like it doesn't like you he don't need like a computer, you don't need a phone, you don't need anything. Well, like I do think like obviously there will be peripherals, there will be things that it can connect to. Like it will be, I think it'll probably be able to connect to things. Maybe, maybe so maybe, external things that can be used. Yeah, but you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. use them. Right. Yeah. I right. mean, that'd be stupid for it not to. Maybe like, it's just because it, like, hooks into your laptop's webcam. Maybe like, that's how the Windows, all right. Windows 10 is built to, like, communicate with everything else now. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be completely stupid for the HoloLens to be this thing outside of this when, like, the whole thing of, like, HoloLens is running on it's Windows true. 10. So, right. like, 
uh, it was just like one very small detail that like when I was sitting there I was just like the guys the guys like well I'll I'm gonna pin this on my wall so I see their faces and I remember to talk to them more often and I was like but like they can't see you <laughs> well. Um, Semantics, I'm sure they'll I look mean, at that it's, later. It's just, like, that is an extremely, extremely minuscule detail. They'll probably look at it later and be like, oh, yeah, how about they see you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So. I vote HoloLens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skype, I mean, Skype's more than just video calls. Like, Microsoft wants yeah, Skype yeah, to yeah. be a phone replacement. Yeah, so. it does. And a communicate, like, texting replacement. I vote HoloLens. I vote Taylor. Well, this is oh. Well, then if everybody doesn't vote Hololens, I have to vote a real topic. Yeah. yeah. Um. I suppose I vote. Ryan. I vote Taylor. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back again next week. Probably. Yeah. Next week. I'm gonna talk about that. Oh, oh, that Adios. Was so cool.